0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW route are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Hmm?
2: Ah! Hmm. Huh. God doesn't only use fire as his baptism.
3: It's also his wrath. Agh! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Hey Zed Heads, welcome to the podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Lucy. This is The Walking Dead cast episode 442. This episode is made possible by Patreon supporters like Ginger Martinez, who pledged your support at patreon.com slash Jason Cabassi. So thank you, Ginger. and Ginger! And we've had a few people pledging lately. I thought maybe the whole thing had petered out, but maybe because people are like excited to go into the final season of of the Walking Dead, or something. Anyway, I really mm. appreciate it. So thank you guys.
1: That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
4: Attention, shoppers. Deadcast top five in five, four, three,
1: two.
4: All right. It's our Deadcast top five. This week, it's our top five highlights for Walking Dead season 11, episode four. Rendition. What is rendition? Have to do with anything?
5: Oh, I mean, it's a lot of repetition. I guess
4: (laughs) rhapsody. Yeah, it should be (laughs) called repetition.
5: It should be called repetition. (laughs) I've also had the. It's not the word rendition, but I've had that R Kelly. It's the remix to Ignition, but it's been stuck in my head (laughs) with rendition. So it's been a very traumatizing day for earworms.
1: That's
4: weird because I've been having. I believe I can fly for some reason.
5: oh no he's haunting the podcast I know.
4: <laughs> well now we have our song for the yep. interlude. um so what do you think of this one
5: uh not a huge fan to be honest yeah um how about you
4: uh it's another extremist cult only this time it has mm. to do with like politics and religion which are super fun to talk about Right now, yeah. So uh, it's great. <laughs> it's a real
1: feel good. <laughs> no, I know?
4: mean, it it was hard to care about. I, well, like I've said this over and over, but we've had the whispers, the saviors, um, Teddy's group, and Fear the Walking Dead is another extremist mm-hmm. cults and the Claimers and the Termites, and it just feels so played out. But even so, I found it somewhat entertaining. It wasn't it wasn't a bad episode in and of itself. the The thing about it is, it just feels repetitive, but um in and of itself i i enjoyed it i i mean i find this group super annoying but they're the villains so
5: Mm. i wonder if i'm being a bit i wonder if i'm being a bit mean because i feel like very precious about this final season and i'm also like Mm -hmm. so much more interested in the commonwealth than i am in this storyline that i feel like my frustration with that really tainted my enjoyment of this episode because i was like oh You've just pulled us completely out of what the actual interesting bit of this story to me is at the moment.
4: And given us something that we feel like we've gotten before many times.
5: Yeah. And I think we were chatting about it over dinner. And I think, like, one of the reasons the Commonwealth is working so well for me is they've taken four of the most kind of vibrant characters and put them there. And I feel like all the other storylines, you know, what's going on at Alexandria, Maggie and Negan, um, and the Reapers, they're all quite heavy storylines with not a lot of kind of joy in them or a lot of freshness. And I think that this episode really felt quite contrived because of that. Um, there were there were things that were okay and things that I didn't hate, and it's definitely not my least favorite episode of the show.
4: That's saying something.
5: yeah (laughs) it was not my it's not my least favorite episode ever not the worst thing that's ever happened um but it feels like a bit of a bum note to me like i don't think it really added much to be honest
4: yeah i mean it's all about the context for me if if this had come early on before we'd seen all the other groups if it wasn't Mm. the final season like everything you're saying about wanting to get to the commonwealth i mean I think there is a part of me that's like, okay, we're getting eight extra episodes this season. It's 24 instead of 16. And it looks like mm-hmm. these first eight are concerned with the Reapers. If if it continues to feel like this going into episode nine and on, then I'm going to feel more like you where it's like, oh, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. This show is almost over. What, can't we get to the good stuff? But I guess I'm a little, I'm, I'm still feeling what you're feeling, but maybe not as much because I feel like these are kind of extra episode so i'm a little more patient with it i guess but yeah i feel it too i mean it, it's like eh.
5: my hope is that this is this will conclude after the first eight in some way shape or yeah. form i'm hoping that i this, think it this will. beat will be done um because it yeah. is just
4: please i really hope that too yeah
5: yeah it's not the worst iteration of some of these ideas that we've seen it's just not exciting to me and i think that's why i'm feeling a bit more like eh about it
4: yeah, I mean, that, that's why I've I've been kind of desperately hoping for some kind of a twist where Maggie's mm. actually a Reaper or Maggie did something to the Reapers. But, you know, I was going back and looking at uh, when Maggie and everybody first encountered this Reaper in uh, the COVID episodes, the first mm. one where Maggie came back, episode 17 of season 10. And while I was looking at that I saw oh look here's what she said to this remember the guy in the military fatigues that had the grenade blew himself Mm -hmm. up or whatever she was like who are you and why are you doing to this uh doing this to us we didn't do anything to you now maybe she was just making that up but i don't think so at this point i think the twist with the reapers is that leah's part of them and that's what's supposed to make us interesting plus they're this religious extremist group which i guess is different enough that that's why we're supposed to be interested in it i mean Mm -hmm. eh, okay but i don't think maggie did something to them and is has is the judas traitor or anything like that i think she no i think she's just another victim of theirs which makes them so much less interesting <laughs> so much less interest- and, and you
5: know this yeah. this episode as a whole was a bit wizard of oz behind the curtain like yeah. i feel much less intimidated i'm like oh that's what the re- oh, oh yeah okay it's not mm, okay. and that's
4: sort of like <laughs> an unintended um negative effect of like they're like let's give him these creepy masks so they'll make him really creepy but then yeah then when you take the mask off they're not as creepy
5: Mm, because i thought the ending of episode two where you see them strolling down kind of purge style like walking down the street and with the crazy masks on like that was genuinely scary like those bodies hanging from trees And by the end of this episode, I was like, "Those dipshits did that really? Like this group? <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe the good ones all got killed. I don't know.
4: Well, I mean, they're you know they're um, they're what makes them dangerous is they're trained soldiers mm. who then became mercenaries, so they had more experience doing." The dirty jobs that no one wanted to do they're basically the a-team mm-hmm. no i'm just kidding but um <laughs> they like they you know so they're they're trained soldiers killers and they're religious extremists who believe that they're being directed by god and so this guy pope has these violent tendencies but but to him they're not coming from inside him they're coming from god so that's why mm-hmm. i feel like that's that's a pretty cool idea for a villain like he he. He knows how to kill and he thinks he's being directed by God to kill. You know, I don't I don't see them as dopey rejects. I mean, it is kind of dumb to kill your own guy there just because he has wounds in his back. But (laughs) they're forged by fire, you know, (laughs) I mean, you're not necessarily Uh, smart, but they're lethal. Mm hmm.
5: I think, yeah, there's a, logic, there's a logic to why they've survived this long. Like, there's no denying that, like, on paper it works. And, and when you reason it out, it works. I just think some of the execution in this episode, ho-ho, pun intended, was a bit janky in terms of how they did it. But I, I'm happy to pop into one of my points, if you want, because I can, I can tie this in. Um, So for my number five, what I thought was strong about this episode, one of the big parts was... Richie Coster as Pope. <laughs> I thought he was great. Um, I thought he had a real gravitas. I loved his thick southern accent and his monologue that he gave to Daryl was really interesting. Bits of it really worked for me and bits of it really didn't and bits of it left me with questions. So what worked for me was just what we were talking about was the logic of these people who are Very highly trained, very skilled in combat, who have seen horrors, who have seen these things happen, and then have been kind of turned into mercenaries. I keep wanting to say missionaries instead of mercenaries, Mm -hmm. mercenaries, and have had to deal with things during the fall. One of the things I thought was interesting was slight spoilers for World Beyond. We actually saw a little bit of this with the backstory of one of the characters in World Beyond in terms of the Mm -hmm. military. Mm being asked to do particularly deplorable things to the civilian population. So I thought that was interesting sort of cross-show meta-text there.
4: He also mentioned that the politicians bombed them and they lost people. And that just reminded me of, I think it was back in season two, when he had a flashback where some of our people saw Atlanta being bombed. So I guess there was a lot of bombing going on.
5: Yes, Shane and Laurie... Yes. Yes. So I like that. One of the things that I think might have just been unfortunate timing for when the show is airing is that the talk of the Gulf and Afghanistan really took me out of it a little bit. Um, Just because all of that has been on the news quite recently um, in terms of anniversaries since things have happened and, and so on and so forth. And it felt almost too real for the show. Like The show has done quite well about not really specifying particular current events and things like that like they they don't really pin themselves to specific kind of political things but this i don't know the way richie Coster delivered it the kind of character he was it felt more like i was watching an episode of true detective or something like it wasn't a Hmm. bad episode of true detective but it took me out of it a little bit because it started to engage with sort of weirdly current things and i found that a bit hard to kind of fix
4: i mean the problem is that that was it, it, it saying that you fought in afghanistan isn't necessarily super current because we were there for 20 fucking years but, well i mean uh,
5: true
1: <laughs> but uh
4: i mean i i think it kind of, it makes sense i i mean if you're going to have this the origin story of your villain be that they were in war and they you know were um kind of they have PTSD from that, that that would be the one to say it's from.
5: Completely. completely. And I, I get it. And I yeah. don't think it's bad writing. I think it's more for me. I'm like, oh, this has been in the public consciousness in the last month or two for different reasons. And it, it just, it felt jarringly real in a show that is now so far into the apocalypse that we don't really often think about reality in the sense that we know it now, like it's quite escapist.
4: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just don't want to hear about it. Like I, yeah. I, I don't want to have to think about all that stuff right now because it's so painful in the news every day. That mm. when I go to The Walking Dead, I don't want more of that.
5: Yeah, I compl- I completely concur with that. It's it's one of those things where I'm just like, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah,
4: and I think that they probably didn't know that.
5: No, we, we, <laughs> I don't think Angela Kang coordinated the retreat from Afghanistan. But. What
4: was going to happen right now? Yeah, pulling out of Afghanistan, having all these people stranded and bombings and the taliban coming back into Mm. control and everything i would guess that if they knew that was going to happen they would have picked a different storyline you'd think
5: or made it just more vague you know like they they do quite a good job of making things kind of yeah more abstract like i was thinking a lot when pope was talking i was thinking about the you know daryl's art appreciation i were down in the tunnels looking at the murals and i was like yeah i mean the murals kind of worked more for me because they were a a more general view of what had happened, like the fall of society and the, you know, they were very clear in their symbolism of like, it doesn't matter who you are, things are going to get fucked up when society falls apart. And that sort of worked. But if it had had like, I don't know, specific dates or like, you know, things that mentioned real tangible things, I think it would have felt more difficult. So again, I think Richie Coster is great, but I think he's just... It's a bit of a bum role to have, but I would listen to him deliver monologues day in, day out. Like, I'd love to hear him like read some Shakespeare or like, I don't know, (laughs) just read me some poetry. He's got a great accent, but I, the monologue was kind of like a good bit, but also there were bits of it that really fell flat for me. So that was kind of my number five Mm. was Pope and his sort of mannerisms and kind of the way that he was with Daryl and the things that he spoke about and how that kind of jarred with me.
4: Uh, do you know him from something else i i don't remember ever seeing him before
5: no i think he's he's been around he's been there was one big thing that people keep mentioning when they talk about him apparently he was in the dark night i did not oh, know that Okay. um yeah
4: i find that movie highly overrated but okay <laughs>
5: <laughs> let's but, just talk about that instead <laughs> but,
4: uh, <laughs> uh i liked his portrayal too and I found out that he's friends with Lenny James, and they were hoping to get him, but um, he liked the script, and Lenny James told him, "Yeah, you should totally do it. It's a great gig." So, amazing. Uh, anyway, I'm glad. Yeah, I mean,
5: oh, he, <laughs> I've just googled him, and apparently, he was in Detective. So that's maybe <laughs> why I why I thought yeah. it seemed like. Oh, yeah, he was the mayor. Yep, yep. Okay, <laughs> <And> season <laughs> two. Yep, yeah. My bad.
4: I don't. Was that the one with um? Vince Vaughn. I, I didn't watch that one. Yeah. yeah I heard it wasn't <laughs> very the, good.
5: Yeah, yeah, it really was terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, uh, let's see. Yeah. I mean, so he, it was a bit of an exposition dump, but, uh, mm-hmm. he tells Daryl all about, there were soldiers in Afghanistan. They felt like props of American politicians who talked about God, but didn't really care about God. And they were just trying to, mm-hmm. you know, gain power. And, which makes him sort of a rambo figure trained by his country to be a killer mm-hmm. but not cared for and so he you know turns into something dangerous to everyone he said he felt like they saw god everywhere in the blood and horror and death he was there telling us where to go and uh he said we didn't have much to hold on to in those days except him and each other so that you get a sense that they felt really isolated and they bonded with each other and felt like God was directing them. And then he said that the war ruined them and they couldn't find jobs. So they became mercenaries and made a ton of money. And then it was interesting to me that they said they'd never seen anything like what happened in the zombie apocalypse. Like that was even worse, Mm -hmm. which I, yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's pretty fucked up. And then Mm -hmm. about the bombings I mentioned, then they hold up in a church and everything around them burned during these bombings, except for them for some, for whatever reason. And they took as a sign that God had saved them. And they were the chosen ones forged in fire, which kind of reminds me a little bit of the saviors where it's like Negan trying to make people strong through adversity. So it's mm. repetitive there, but, uh, he doesn't really say, uh, chosen for what I don't think. And I think <laughs> it seems like maybe he doesn't know either that mm. maybe there was a bit of dialogue that I missed in there, but, um, I th- thought maybe there was something indicating they don't really know, but I guess, it, I mean, maybe it's still kind of mysterious exactly what they're up to. But what it seemed to me is that they feel like they're chosen by God. They don't know for what. So in the meantime, they decided we'll just kill everyone until God makes our purpose clear to us. Is that? <laughs>
5: I mean,. <sighs> It sounds like quite a lot
4: of foreign policy from quite a lot of countries, to be honest. But <laughs> yeah,
5: I guess it's not too far. Who am I to say? <laughs> uh,
4: but it's not clear to me. I mean, it does seem like they decided, okay, well, I guess since we're chosen by God and everyone else uh, will just kill everyone or capture them to get more intel and possibly mm. try to convert them like they do with, with uh, Daryl, they're shit at converting. I mean, they take someone mm. who doesn't share their ideology, torture them, and give him a little speech and think okay he's our brother now i mean clearly their
5: <laughs> hiring policy is garbage yeah. like it is fully crap like again would rather be a savior at least they had some standards like just saying these guys <laughs> yeah. are like what oh you came out of a burning building well done you're in the group you're like, in
4: with, yeah you, you're, you're stoked right this is gonna be great yeah. sorry we tried <laughs> to kill you and we waterboarded you which specifically recalls the controversy of the bush administration yes. using this waterboarding method to try to get information from suspected terrorists yeah aftermath of 9-11 so yes that's nice.
5: yeah that's that was a great thing up. to think about wasn't it well, that was yeah. a real high point in humanity was that incident yeah
4: right. but it feels like they're trying to equate i don't know this sort of this whole religious extremism as like also extreme right i i don't know but god i don't even want to go there aside from just to mention that connection but uh, mm-hmm. anyways, so because of this origin story, they um, use fire to test to see if someone's been chosen, which they do with Lee and Daryl, which I'm sure we'll talk about more, but they also use it as a method of execution.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: Pope says God doesn't only use fire as baptism, but also wrath, which kind of reinforces, like, see, this guy didn't escape fire. He's not a chosen one. Mm-hmm. And and in in that episode with when Maggie found they encountered that other reaper. Uh, one of her people also said that the place they were staying in the reaper set on fire. So,
1: mm-hmm.
4: and one, a couple other group didn't make it out, but yeah, in that episode, she said to him, you're one of them, right? You attacked our home, killed my friends, our family. Why'd you do this? We did nothing to you. So I, I take that at face value at this point. I would love to be proven wrong, but it seems to me that these are just another group of crazy bad guys.
5: Hmm. it's yeah it's it is what it is isn't it i just it's, so. it's it's trying to find reason in it is really difficult and yeah the the most laughable bit to me was that like In one day, you go from waterboarding to family barbecue. Like, what? (laughs) It's it's like the the dissonance of like, oh, we're going to torture you, then we're going to nearly kill you, and then you can come to the barbecue. It's all fun. By the way, I'm going to kill this dude in front of you, stone cold, in the fire. There he goes. Boom. Enjoy your dinner. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> and
4: daryl i mean with his plot armor he first off he's surrounded by all these guys in the beginning and they don't immediately start throwing knives at him like they have with everyone else they've seen maybe leah directed them not to but i we didn't see that anyway so mm-hmm. so then here like he the pope asks him do you believe in god and he says no not anymore i mean i'm like wouldn't that be a deal breaker for this guy like you're gonna kill mm-hmm. your other guy for some dumb thing why not but Daryl has plot armor, so. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I think that's it as well, isn't it? If it was someone like, I don't know, Alden or Gabriel in that situation, I'd be like, oh, yeah. they might die. Like, this right. this could have stakes, but when it's Norman Reedus, you're just like, well, I guess that's he going to get out of this one? yeah.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but it is, I mean, with Gabriel, it's interesting because he'd said, God isn't here anymore, mm. and pope says god is here and he's angry and that's a deliberate contrast which i feel like if unless it's going to be unpredictable that this is leading up to because i feel like you know with alpha she was sort of a good villain to compare and contrast with carol they had some things in common they were Mm -hmm. both alpha females um and same thing with pope and gabriel i feel like this is a setup for a confrontation between those two to sort of maybe show gabriel how extreme he's gotten or something like that
5: I think you might be right because I think he, <sighs> Gabriel, seems to have humility. You know, he's not arrogant enough to say God is here and blah blah blah. But then, you know, Gabriel does have some arrogant moments. But Pope we see is is very bombastic about God is here he's angry which was a banger of a line to come into i have to say i did enjoy that as an entry line. like god is here and he's angry and so am i i was like that's how i want to enter the room every morning (laughs) i've woken up i'm in a bad mood god is here he's in a bad mood and so am i
4: (laughs) (laughs) and that just shows like this guy he thinks he's channeling god that he's god's instrument and he has mm-hmm. all these violent tendencies, but to him, those are coming from God, which is how religious extremism happens. Just what I just said. Mm. And and uh, by, he says, God is angry. I'm angry. And then when he burns his guy at the end, he's like, we use fire to show wrath, God's wrath, but then he's the one doing the burning. So it's just like religious leaders throughout history who have either claimed to, or, well, they've all claimed to be channeling god some of them believed it and some of them didn't but i feel like pope does Mm -hmm. believe it and in order to get power over other people you know
5: he's the most dangerous kind of zealot because he is utterly assured that he is right
4: yeah righteous
5: whereas we've seen you know the the characters who have had great amounts of faith in this show such as gabriel herschel we've seen them doubt themselves or question things at points which is a healthy thing to do when you're dealing with these sort of big questions but this this chap this chap this guy pope is very he's just very assured that what he's doing is right and what he's Mm. doing is also terrible and that's a really toxic combination
4: yeah and and when you can when you just fervently believe that this all-powerful being is directing you and he's completely righteous, then you will rationalize, you can rationalize any manner of horrific behavior. You can justify horrific behavior. anything. Yeah.
5: And it's what both sides do in yes. the, the conflicts that we, we speak about. That's what yeah. both sides do. You know, there's no... I hate it. It's not the case that, you know, one religion can do that and it's right and the other one can do it and it's wrong. No. It's like, no, both both sides do it. That's All why sides, we have yeah. conflict. <laughs> you
4: know, but, but I mean, as far as Gabriel goes, I think he... <laughs> I I haven't quite gotten a read on what they're trying to say about his relationship with God, but I do think that he's he's seemed pretty sure of himself when he's been killing a few people. You know, he killed Dante mm-hmm. in the cell. He killed that uh, Reaper. I think he killed another person too. Um,
5: mm. He's miles apart from the kind of simpering, kind of feckless man that we met at the start. Yeah who in some ways did the most terrible thing of all of the gabriels in leaving all those people outside you know
4: i'm trying to find oh he killed uh, robert patrick's character that's who it was i thought so we were
5: going to see robert pattinson i was like what Batman? <laughs> yeah robert patrick's character that's right, right. he just stone cold mm. shot him
4: but those are all pretty bad guys so mm-hmm. yeah i guess yeah okay round two name something that's not boring
1: laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh
0: ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes
6: chumba
4: chumbacasino.com
0: no purchase necessary. Work, by law. 18 plus. terms and conditions apply See website for details all
4: right what's your number 4
5: Okay, uh, let's, speaking of, let's talk repetition. Um, two reviews I read today, I tend to read some reviews of the show in the morning mm-hmm. um, to see if I've completely missed the plot or if there's elements that I haven't picked up on. Um, and two stood out for me today uh, the Forbes.com uh, review from Eric Kane, and Screen Rant actually did a, a little feature on this. And both of them dealt with the fact that is clear to all of us, which is that this is a repetition of what we've seen before. We've seen this at least three times maybe four depending on where you stand with Merle um, because we see Daryl leave the group to be on the road with Merle in season three um, in... Season four, we see him join the claimers for a time when they're out on the road before they bump into Rick and Carl again. We then see him not join the saviours but be taken to the saviour camp to be tortured. Um, Easy street and dog food sandwiches. Uh, Someone else gets burned in that episode too. So I'm starting to think Daryl might be the problem. Um, (laughs) And obviously in this episode, really similar setups of Daryl being the kind of fly on the wall for these much darker much more sinister groups or supposedly more sinister groups and i just there just wasn't enough to make this substantially more interesting or different you know with the saviors we saw a whole kind of ecosystem of how they worked there were characters there that we were invested in in terms of you know we knew a little bit about dwight at that point and we knew about sherry we were learning more about negan um With the claimers, it obviously had that amazing payoff where, you know, there's the Rick Carl um, Mm -hmm. confrontation.
4: And in that case, Daryl, I think he was sort of on the fence about whether he, he wasn't feeling good about himself. And he thought maybe these are the kind of guys that I belong with at the time, which I don't get the sense he's feeling that at all with these guys. I think he's just waiting for his chance to get the hell out of there.
5: No, he's thinking, thank God I found Connie, this woman's family are crazy. <laughs> like, this is the worst <laughs> right, family boy, barbecue I've ever been to. <laughs> like, everything about this is terrible. I want to go home. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I just for me, the repetition didn't work. Um, repetition rarely does, but this in particular just felt like old beats. And I think you're right. I think that Leah is supposed to be the thing that makes it like, wow, but I just... I don't think any rational person watching this is like, oh, well, Lee and Daryl are going to get a happy ending. Like, clearly it's not going to end well because we've established Connie, we've established that Connie is out there having fun with Virgil um, until she returns to the main group. Um, And I just feel like, come on, we can do better than this. We can do more interesting stuff than this. Why are we kind of still churning these wheels of these old conflicts?
4: Maybe there's something coming up that will make it better.
5: I, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, but
4: I agree. I mean, yeah, I, I'm disheartened by by this whole storyline so far. It's if it wasn't as repetitive, it would be a cool story. huh. Right? I think, but it just feels yeah. like we've been here before. Too similar,
5: uh, and I just feel like, and I'm going to say know, it over
4: and over again, just to sort of be ironic about repetition. Yeah, I
5: think we should say it a lot. We should definitely <laughs> repeat it it's the remix to Ignis yep yep (laughs) but I just think like and then I did spend a lot of time thinking would I rather be waterboarded or eat a dog food sandwich or listen to Easy Street (laughs) and I don't have a good answer for that I mean preferably none but you know Easy Street was pretty bad so I mean maybe that's Daryl's thing now
4: (laughs) I really think that song gets a bad rap I think it's delightful and just because of the way it was framed as torture those poor writers who wrote this delightful song have to deal with
1: that <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's jason they are on commission from the writers yeah. of easy street sponsors of the podcast Jackson, <laughs> No, I'm serious. so yeah
4: repetition yeah let's
5: talk about it more repetition okay repetition. my number four is also
4: repetition <laughs> 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 no but it is it is a bit of a repeat because it's about violent religious extremism but i kind of already went into it so let me see if i have any original things they they say uh Fortitudo salutis, which I couldn't get a clear definition for that. It's oh. Latin, and there's different interpretations. It's in the Bible. Um, oh, God, the old, the strength of my salvation, which is that's what the fr- phrase is there, the strength of my salvation Thou has covered my head in the day of battle. So it's just something about salvation through strength or something
5: fortitudo salutis appears to be taken from this is from comicbook.com uh psalms 140 which is roughly translated to mean support in times of war
4: i don't agree with that i think they got it wrong no. because in that phrase the the fortuit fortudo salutis is the strength of my salvation and then it goes on the verse goes on thou has covered my head in the day of battle which is a different part of the latin so i don't know
1: mm.
5: I think we really should have got a classics professor on for this episode. We could declench declension of some Latin verbs that would make this episode <laughs> slightly more interesting. I mean,
4: I don't think it matters all that much. The gist is that we have God on our side and we're, we're going to kill everyone. You
5: know? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I'm just on an old website of uh, like clan heraldry, heraldry mottos. It's not the motto of any ancient houses, sadly i thought it might be that would be fun <laughs> let's just claim it as the house podcast to go on. actually no we don't want it it's crap <laughs> our motto is easy street fortudo um <laughs>
4: yeah and easy street is our theme song um yep. but i i was th- okay so religious extremism you got the guy at the top who's kind of the core of all this he's the crazy cult leader basically mm-hmm. and then his followers i i'm like well at least some of them seem to buy into it there's this reaper guy kneeling over his fallen dead brother speaking in tongues which
5: yeah what the yeah i mean Mm.
4: speaking in tongues is a religious practice where the speaker believes they're speaking in this like unknown divine language channeling god or something like that Mm. and so to me that means this guy is fully bought into the them being vessels of god you know yeah, But Leah, on the other hand, I mean, she, she, seen, she mostly talks about them in reference to them being her family, that they were in war mm-hmm. together, that she lost them, but they found her and she went back with them. And that, you know, she's really sad about one of the guys that one of our people killed because this is the first time in a long time that someone that close to her has died. So... I don't know if I'm reading it wrong or what, but it seems like to me they're more important to her in terms of just the people that she knows the best and cares about. But yes, I didn't see a lot of evidence that she buys into the whole religious aspect of it. She seems to be kind of just going along to get along.
5: Her relationship with them was really confusing, I found because, yeah, they, she seems to be in a different movie from the rest of them <laughs> like yeah it's it's really it's strange to me and i i think we'll probably talk more about leah and how this fits in with what we know about her yeah anyway but yeah she seems to have a completely different way of relating to them and even that interaction she has with pope is much more kind of father daughtery. I know huh? than he is with the others and it's very strange
4: but and then uh you know bringing new people in pope asks daryl if he believes in god and daryl says no no i don't not anymore guess i just believe in me now which reminded me of that john lennon song which is actually called god god is a concept by which we measure our own pain then he goes i don't believe in jesus i don't believe in elvis i don't believe in beatles i just believe in me (laughs) (laughs) that's a
5: great song daryl is a secret john lennon fan who knew
4: but uh i don't know yeah it seems like not believing god would not make him a obvious candidate to be in this group but maybe pope well, the god fan burden. club
5: yeah you'd you'd think not believing in the main dude would would put you out of the running really wouldn't you <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>
4: anyway that's it for my number four yeah
5: uh cool um i had the reapers um so i'll just carry on with my number three with the reapers mm-hmm. um yeah just a strange setup, and and really did feel like deflating in terms of how they came across versus what they actually do and how they operate. Um, for one thing they seem to be a smaller group than we've been led to believe. I don't think our group killed that many of them that this would be the numbers that they have now um, It makes sense on paper that they'd survive. I mentioned that earlier So the fire and water um, was kind of interesting I guess um, Obviously, the guy that gets barbecued at the end, not a great way to go. Sidebar here for me, I remember when I was younger I was like obsessed with watching the Lord of the Rings films and the the cast commentaries and crew commentaries and um, one of the things they mentioned when they were talking about the special effects was that nobody has ever quite managed to do good CGI fire and that one of the things they tried really hard to do with the... um, animation studio in New Zealand was make fire look good and uh yeah it looked a lot better than that fire that that dude was in because it just didn't look very convincing at all also you know could he like he just had his foot on his back could he not have maybe he was in shock I don't know anyway sidebar away from the barbecue because that was just confusing um they put Lee and Daryl into this kind of setup where fire is you know the cabin that they're in is set on fire and they have to escape I was unclear on whether or not Leah knew that was going to happen.
4: Yeah, I mean, me too. But the way she reacted in the moment, it really seemed like not. And I, you know, either that or she was putting on a performance. But the way she played it, she didn't know. She said, yeah, he's going to come in just follow my lead. And then she started banging on the door and then she was pretty shocked at the fire. But as soon as she got out... I think that's when she realized what it was because that it was a test, you know, that's what they do. They test people with fire. So then she ran over and screamed out that Latin phrase with them. So I think that's what happened that she didn't know. And then when she got out, she figured it out.
5: That makes more sense. Cause I was a bit like, why did she then just let you join them? I'd be a bit more like, Oh my God, you nearly killed me, but yeah. you know, okay. And whatever. that's
4: another, yeah. She, like I, I think because she's uh doesn't seem that invested i mean she's lying to pope about how she feels about daryl she's just trying to Mm -hmm. go along to get along that i think this is just going to push her further away from them i mean i feel like they're telegraphing that that she's gonna want to come home with daryl
5: yes and i just don't see that ending (laughs) particularly well but we'll see how it goes
4: we'll see by the way angela kang also confirmed that that she didn't know
5: oh good okay Mm -hmm. I thought you meant that she didn't know she's going back with Daryl. I'm like, I feel like Angela should have <laughs> planned the season a bit better if she doesn't know how that's ending up. Like come on, Angela. Time's ticking on. Um Yeah, the other thing that I noticed was there was a little bit of sort of religious imagery with uh water in terms of it looks like for a moment that Leah's gonna kind of wash Daryl in that sort of biblical way. Um, but then instead she chloroforms him, which I don't <laughs> think is in either the new or the old testament. Um, Next thing
4: you know, he's being waterboarded. I'm like damn exes
5: yeah yeah we've all been there you know (laughs) you bump into your ex takes a turn all of a sudden you're being waterboarded i mean it's a rough time uh so yeah that was kind of my thoughts on the reapers i think it was a bit wasteful to burn that porta cabin down like we're in the apocalypse you need place to keep your people so i wouldn't have done it personally but i guess it made a point
4: yeah maybe they could have like used the porta potty instead or something
5: yeah Like they're a strange operation i think it's like seeing how the sausage is made isn't it you're sort of like "Mm, this was cooler when you were just vague shapes with masks
4: i need to see the purge by the way you keep referencing that and i i haven't gotten to see any of those movies yet but i'm curious
5: i've seen the first one Mm -hmm. um i think have i seen any of the others uh yeah just a kind of purposeful focused violence with crazy masks. seems really nasty
4: but i'm still curious
5: yeah, they're they're intriguing. They're very political <laughs> in some ways, but also just a romp in other ways. Mm. Um so that's kind of my thoughts on the Reapers okay. are did not deliver on the promise.
4: Okay. Can't argue with that. <laughs> uh my number three, thrills and chills and some favorite moments of the episode. I did like that scene where you you think that Pope's gonna come in and talk to Daryl, and then all of a sudden the door is locked, and then you see some liquid flowing in from underneath and it dawned on me. Oh, that's gasoline. I know it's about mm-hmm. to happen, but what are we going to do about it? And then there's fire all of a sudden. That was a pretty good yeah. set up there. Um, and then when the, when Pope confronts the guy at the end about having wounds on his back, well, first he praises him for bringing his brother's dead body back over walking 10 miles with it. And, Mm. I'm like, yeah, I use that method with my kids. I'll say something nice before a, a criticism. <laughs> fair. <laughs> the punishment is less extreme, but
5: um, yeah, I was going to say I was like, um, no barbecues, right? That's that's <laughs> yeah, 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 cool. No, no, okay. No.
4: Usually, it just like no screens for the day or whatever. Um,
5: okay. I mean, Pope could take a leaf out of that book. To be fair, like take his <laughs> right, iPad away rather right. than throw Maybe him in a the little barbecue. Less
4: permanent of a punishment. <laughs> 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 to throw his iPad in the fire. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and no Boy. screen time for you, Jimmy. Like- my
4: kids would react just as badly to that.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> you monster. <laughs> uh
4: and then uh I mean, when he pushed him in there, my mm. first thought was yawn, like, okay, he's just yeah. another crazy mofo. But it was graphic enough that I was like, oh, my God, you know, we see his face pressed into the burning wood or whatever it is, melting away like Freddy Krueger and Mm. all sputtering and everything.
5: I've done a fire walk and it is quite intense. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's not. It's I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have lingered on the hot coals. It reminded me a bit of um, a Golden Crown from Game of Thrones as well. Yeah.
4: Mm. Did you uh, burn yourself when you did that?
5: no the trick is to if you walk evenly and rapidly you don't you know burn it's yeah it's the, the thing that made me think of it was when you were saying it's like him being pressed down yeah, on it yeah. that's the that's where the danger is, is <laughs> if you if you dither or if you walk um so we all walk a little bit uneven and if you walk with like if you put your toes down first which i think a lot of us do you can dig under the coals so you have to walk really consciously oh, like flat-footed yeah. I mean, it helped that it was Scotland and it was raining. So, you know, when we got on it, our feet were quite wet, which gave you a little bit of protection.
4: Nice. Did you feel, <laughs> yeah. like, galvanized after that?
5: Yeah. It's a super buzz afterwards. Wow. You're like, whoa, cool. I can do anything. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. <laughs>
1: um,
4: but I, as far as how graphic that was, um, I read in an interview they asked Angela Kang about it, and she was – I forget exactly what she said, but referenced back to – Glenn and um abraham that scene and i just get the sense that they're really careful with stuff like this after that but because she mentioned yeah i'm not losing too much sleep over these guys since they just tried to hunt our people or whatever so it's Mm -hmm. like i think they've calculated that we can do a really graphically violent scene against real people versus zombies you know like this as long as the audience doesn't care about the um people as if they were their own family like glenn <laughs> you know?
5: yeah as long as they're not like the sweet pure angel of life that is glenn <laughs> <You> yeah, <know? laughs> like,
4: it's more okay. and abraham <laughs> and i thought it was yeah. pretty pretty cool
5: mm, yeah it was it it wasn't you know i wouldn't have liked to have been eating while watching no
4: it. <laughs> yeah yeah it's pretty gross uh and then the scene that made me laugh because we're kind of on my favorite parts Was when the Pope was talking to Leah and she's trying to convince him that she doesn't care about Daryl anymore and that she's chosen them as her family and her loyalties with them. And they're kind of together, you know, in close Mm -hmm. there. And he leans over and he says, I believe in you more than the others. And then the camera immediately cuts to a wide shot where there's this guard standing right there with his gun with kind of an upset (laughs) look on his face.
5: Oh. Like, i can hear you <laughs> dad i'm right here <laughs> <laughs> i
4: could not help i don't know if that was intentional but it, made me laugh. Uh,
5: it was funny <laughs> <laughs> okay
4: number two uh
5: number two um what should i talk about i guess leah
4: mm-hmm.
5: um first of all blonde i remembered her being a redhead
4: yeah did she like used to color her hair when she was with daryl or something
5: um, well, I went back and rewatched a bit of the episode um, "Find Me," and they're using a very like autumnal filter in it. But I think oh. her hair has changed color; like it's very it's darker, coppery kind of red in that. So,
4: mm-hmm. is she greyed or something? In the
5: I think so. Maybe they're trying to just show that time has passed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting for me because I wasn't a huge fan of that whole episode and that whole setup for various reasons um i like the actress well enough like i i don't like there's nothing about her performance where i'm like oh my god you're so irritating or anything i just found i'm just not invested at all um and i was con- kind of curious about whether what we learn in this episode tracks with her original story you know what we learned in those episodes but reading I think some interviews with Angela Kang the original idea would have been to have those romantic scenes interspersed in this episode which I think would have been really wacky and very strange so I'm kind of glad that we got it the way we did but I just think they did a really good job of establishing Connie so I just find that no one's really rooting for Leah here and I know Angela Kang has kind of said yeah well she's a villain we didn't want anyone to root for her but I, I yeah that I found that a bit annoying
4: I feel, as I said back then, I I still like Connie better, but I don't. Yeah, I think that was a great episode, and I um I think it's an interesting situation with her. And, mm. and we we found out in that episode she was in the military, and she was with her squad until her camp was overrun, and her adopted son died, which was the same day Dog was born, and presumably she got separated from everybody, and then. I you know I had to work out the timeline so that's then she met Daryl and then Daryl went off to be to find Rick and she was upset and then while Daryl was gone that's when these this squad the Reapers found her
5: we found her again. she went
4: back with them and so then when Daryl went back to the cabin uh, she was gone but for some reason left the dog there. <laughs>
5: and yet the dog still likes her more go figure um yeah that's that's good that's what i that's what i pieced together from it so thank you for kind of clarifying that because i was like i
4: think "Mm." that's right yeah
5: yeah i think you're right um so yeah leah's leah's here um i don't i'm not optimistic for her outcome i don't know that she could be kind of integrated into either of the groups so i'm i'm seeing i'm going to see how that works out but yeah she talks about the day you found me to pope um which makes a lot more sense when you think that they had a pre-established relationship because otherwise she got really in with this cult super quick um she's clearly struggling with having left daryl you know she talks about how they couldn't have been happy not in a world like this so i think she does have regrets there um and i think you know her feelings for him are quite evident i mean (laughs) such a walking dead sentence you know she did seem sad that he was getting waterboarded (laughs) she did ask them to stop early um and there's a little bit of humor there with you know i always thought he liked you better with dog but yeah i still it's not fireworks in the sky for me um with the two of them but it's i guess it does add a little bit to this conflict having there be this connection and this kind of debt between the two of them that needs to be resolved in some way
4: i mean it seems to me yeah that she she's still care. She says she still cares about Daryl Mm -hmm. and yeah, anytime she's alone with him, she's like, I want to help you. Like you need to tell them something about the people you're with. She's only, um, more aggressive when there's other reapers around to witness it so that she can, like I said, go along to get along. But what I'm not clear about is whether he cares about her at all it seems yes, like i'm maybe not confused by this <laughs> um maybe a little i mean after much.
5: that family dinner it would take a lot <laughs> like it would take a lot for me to retain my interest
4: she doesn't he doesn't trust her enough to tell her the truth you know he's no. but of course why would he and that's the thing is okay uh, yeah i liked the story with leah and Darrow early on but now leah's hanging out with this group who if i'm reading it right they just want to go around and kill everyone so pff, fuck that i mean yeah, yeah. what she's brainwashed but whatever like at some point you got to take responsibility for your actions so after this mm-hmm. i'm like no no thanks <laughs>
5: <laughs> they they kill everyone and they escape and leah's like we can live our life together and daryl's like yeah about that yeah, um like, uh... think i'm gonna take a different direction maybe
4: <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's pretty bad
5: yeah, yeah. it was yeah. so nice to reconnect but also please leave
4: <laughs> <laughs> like that whole thing that we talk about often about you know like with you know, defending what Negan did with the saviors. Well, if you were a savior, then you would want to be protected. But I'm just like, yeah, but some of these groups choose to try to farm and hunt and others choose to try to go around and kill innocent people. And I'm like, one of those seems different than the other to me.
5: (laughs) Some people choose the Stardew Valley route and others choose the cannibal route.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that was my number two also is is Leah and... Let me see if I have anything else about that. Um,
5: I just feel like there's not much to, like, yeah. that's the thing. I just, I don't have much to say about her. I'm just like, yeah,
4: <laughs> you know, it's, Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just I like, I, I'm curious. Um, I've already said it. She seems to be connected to this group because of what they went through. And this is her group in the apocalypse. It's her family Uh, But she Mm -hmm. still cares for Gerald. And I just don't know how identified she is with this group's ideology. But however much she's identified with it and indoctrinated into it, she's still chosen to be with this group that seems to be just going around killing innocent people. So for me, I would just be like, "Ah, that's a bit too much for me to handle. I know this other girl who's really nice. (laughs)
5: yeah she's like just sweet and kind and her family don't have strange campfires so (laughs) I think I'm gonna go with her if it's all the same to you
4: (laughs) okay number one
5: um well this one kind of breaks my heart dog's a little bit of a traitor dog was not the best boy this week (laughs) and I'm really upset about it I'm like dog the one good thing in my life turned around and sided with freaking Leah Pretty upset.
4: I mean, one of my favorite moments in the episode was when we didn't know it was Leah and Daryl come. He's been chased around by the Reapers, and he comes upon this Reaper that has dog, and he pulls out his knife and says, "Let him go." And then she takes off her mask, and it's Leah. And my thought was, "Oh, yeah, that's her dog." Like it just—I love it when a scene just it changes everything for you. Just one, oh, everything I thought I knew was wrong here. Uh, That's a great shift, and then it was interesting slash amusing to me that he was like later on, just give me dog and let me go. You'll never see me again. And I'm like, Oh, you just kind of assume you get to keep the dog. I mean, that's her dog. (laughs) But then again, when I went back and did all the research to figure out, you know what her timeline was, I realized, well, she either left dog at the cabin or dog ran away. And back during that episode, dog did run away a few times and seemed to want to seek out Daryl. So maybe the real love story of this is between dog and Daryl.
5: I hope so, but Dog's gonna—he's got got to redeem himself, man. Because I'm not impressed with him at the moment. I have to say, <laughs> and I was because, very upset,
4: like because he went to Leah.
5: Yeah, he should have known but that. That's she was his banned. former owner. Yeah, but Daryl's been really nice to him. Yeah, too. that's good. <laughs> and he almost got hurt. Although
4: <laughs> with the one of the Reapers, and that was pretty harrowing.
5: Yeah, someone threw him. Yeah. I was like, no, why? Killing Daryl. <laughs> kill him um yeah so dog needs a redemption arc i mean it won't take much he's very cute and very lovable but i did i do sometimes think that dog gets daryl into more trouble than he maybe saves him from but he's still very nice so i think we should still keep him around but also i'm conflicted <laughs> because as i say he did kind of fuck up and side with leah so whatever maybe he just wants his parents to get back together. yeah i don't know
4: i see him like more like that like a A child of divorced parents, and he's confused.
5: (laughs) Dealing with his trauma in the only way he can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair. I'll (laughs) rethink it, maybe. We'll see where it goes.
4: That's chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
4: My last one is about Daryl. I I like Daryl better with Carol these days. I think it's more fun to see their interactions than it is to see him just not saying anything most of the time. (laughs) Staring at people. Um,
5: Mute, unwashed (laughs) Daryl.
1: Yeah.
4: Uh, And he's being tortured again, which we've seen before. And I did think it was when he was put in that cell next to... We were wondering where Frost was, one of Maggie's guys. I think yeah. that's him, right? He's not yeah. too quick on the uptake, you know, asking no. questions, <laughs> and Daryl's practically winking at him.
5: Oh. Yeah, Daryl, Daryl, buddy, Daryl. And he's like, Daryl, Daryl, How's our friends?
4: Did they make it back to Alexandria, which is about 10 miles to the southwest?
5: To that nice settlement with potential for farming and many women and children. Did they make it there, Daryl? Did they? Did you bring my friendship bracelet, Daryl? Daryl, Daryl, do look at me, Daryl. Don't leave me hanging, bro. <laughs> Daryl's like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
4: gonna kill you right now. Uh and Daryl does give some info. He says that there's a woman who's their leader, which is Maggie. There's a tall, skinny guy who never shuts up. That's Negan, mm-hmm. priest who carries a shotgun. Um but I guess he feels okay saying all that because it's not really that helpful. You know, he's not mm-hmm. saying where they're from. He also lies and says they have numbers. They're going to meet three dozen fighters. I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that reminded me of Eugene, who's saying some truth. Like, they're in a similar situation there with people asking about their groups. Eugene of the Commonwealth, yeah. Daryl the Reapers. They're saying a few truths and then using that to springboard into a bunch of lies, which is the way, real way to lie.
5: <laughs> i think it is isn't it like yeah. statistically proven that it's easier to lie if it's based in a little bit in truth yeah you know you're not completely it's much harder to completely make something up than it is to be like here's a little bit of what's true but i'm going to alter it or change it in a way that um means that you're not quite going to figure it out
4: right and then if they you do like if they do verify some parts they might find you were telling the truth on some of it
5: yeah exactly confuse them
4: (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i just think you know it it was pretty silly that they thought that they were going to successfully be able to indoctrinate daryl into the group this way we haven't even seen how it turns out but it seems pretty obvious to me like you put a guy who just said he doesn't believe in god in a room and try to kill him and then kill another guy in front of him he's not gonna be like all right this is seems like my people (laughs) (laughs)
5: giving him some moonshine you know just doing whatever
4: (laughs) okay any notes
5: um years ago like seven years ago or something there was a a Conan O'Brien skit about um Norman Reedus doing crossbow training and the the joke was really that uh Norman Reedus didn't know how to use a crossbow and instead of um shooting it he would just throw it and yell crossbow and at one point in this episode he did actually do that and just throw his crossbow at a reaper and i yelled crossbow and it made me really happy <laughs> so i'm glad that they uh included that um was was that meridian that we saw is that where they're being kept
4: oh i don't know i didn't even think about that
5: yeah it looked, i guess so looked all right Um, I had a look at the credits. Um, Dog appears between Melissa McBride and Christian Serratos' names and some flowers bloom after he turns up. And they've also added... At
4: first I thought you you meant, like, Dog's name and it was like Chopper or something.
5: (laughs) I would... (laughs) into that i'd be like dog um i can't stay mad at him um and they've also added the hanging bodies of the reapers but i couldn't see anything for the commonwealth yet so i don't know if that will come in later episodes um and the only other thing i have is that the reapers music is quite cool i like the kind of warm sounds that it has it, it, it's quite stressful music and mm. um, but in a good way and very different tonally from the whisperers
4: nice yeah they're, they're doing yeah. a great job with the music
5: yeah i think so
4: Okay, do you think that Pope is this guy's real name?
5: I mean, it would be very handy. <laughs> he's
4: he's a wannabe religious leader named Pope. I, maybe it's his call sign, like Maverick in Top Gun or something.
5: I, I, yeah, maybe, maybe.
4: <laughs> um, the masks. Now, aside from being a creepy, cool, like, Grim Reaper-esque visual for a TV show, I, mm. I don't know the purpose. Angela King said military can somehow sometimes have tactical masks i don't know what that means maybe it's just like face protection for zombie bites or something i don't know Hmm. seems like it would limit eyesight you know eyesight
5: yeah you think so uh
4: and then uh you mentioned a couple weeks ago that that felt like the darkest episode to you and i was wondering if that was mostly because of that gruesome story that maggie told or yes yeah okay yeah that makes sense because i i should have followed up in the moment but um i think that was probably one of the darkest things we've ever heard but since we didn't see it yeah i was thinking like what do i think is the dark darkest episode and there we had the one where michonne had to kill all those kids remember that
5: oh christ yes that was pretty bad
4: that might be it but then there's the one where lizzie killed mika and then where rick bit the dude's throat out. i mean there's been some really dark stuff or when he chopped up the termites in the church so i think if we had s- still even so if we had seen maggie's story it would be right up there because that was pretty fucking gruesome
5: <laughs> see i think the fact we didn't see it is what His makes works. it so dark oh maybe yeah, 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 yeah. i think that's I it know, for man. me i i'm i'm kind of worse with things that you don't don't see see sometimes yeah i don't i i agree with you that those were all pretty dark as well though
4: Uh, and then i thought about the comic and for me the darkest issue of the comic is really easy and i wonder if you know which one i'm thinking of and what characters it involves
5: oh oh billy and bobby no that's not their names
4: no i think that might be i don't know but that's not it it involves oh, michonne and the governor
5: oh gross right? oh i'd block that from my memory yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. dark yeah properly grim yeah i'm glad they never went there on the show i know
4: me too yeah i was like how are they gonna handle this and they just didn't which oh, is probably
5: gross.
4: for the wise
5: yeah, yeah that and i think yeah billy and benny or whatever their names. Oh, god that's really <laughs> bad it's two b names they kind of got transported onto lizzie and mika I yeah think. that sort that's of that's right storyline yeah. got pulled over there yeah
4: all right i think that more than covers it so let's take a little break there's more to come
1: stay with us Believe in me, you
3: That's reality. The
1: dream is over.
4: What, what can, can I, I say? say? Obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens. The people it kills, get up and kill. Are they slow moving, Chief?
5: Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. This is a Walking Deadcast news update.
4: All right. Insider talked with Lynn Collins, who played Leah. That'd be interesting just to hear a little bit from the actors. Yeah. They say in Sunday's episode, Leah sees Daryl for the first time in what I'm guessing is a few years. I don't know if you know the timeline. What's going through her mind? She says it's that weird situation when you've broken up with someone and there's not a whole lot of closure or no closure at all. And then you see them. And what is your expectation in that moment? It's probably a bunch of nausea and weird feelings. I think that's what it is for both of them. That's a little presumptuous. (laughs) 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 To think that he cares. Uh, They never expected to see each other again, but here they are. They say, I think everyone's had a moment like that. You guys had what I guess I'll call a romantic entanglement, unless you prefer to call it something else. She says, they were shacked up. Let's just call it like it is. They were shacked up. They were playing house. I mean, who knows how long it could have gone on, right? And then the fact that he comes back to it, he was ready to further that commitment. They did have a commitment. It was a relationship. What it becomes now is really what the fun is. I mean, that's why the episode Find Me even exists. Yeah, I think this is the first time Mm. she found out that he did come back. Yeah. You know, she didn't know that before
5: yeah 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 she did she had no way of knowing that she wasn't there so mm.
4: and then Angela Kang was interviewed by Entertainment Weekly and um rather than read it all we kind of covered it that um they started with the idea that that was going to be a single episode like you mentioned but they decided when they had extra episodes for COVID to break up the romantic part and do that first
1: yeah
5: it's
4: probably more effective I guess
5: I think that was a, a blessing. I think it would have been a lot in one episode yeah. to be like, oh my God, <laughs> like <laughs> Daryl got laid, Daryl got betrayed. What? <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's a lot to go through.
4: We get a poem. That's awesome.
5: <coughs> late betrayed the episode was stayed <laughs> uh
4: so then uh let's see oh yeah and they say so when leah goes into that room with daryl does she know it's about to be set on fire she's completely in the dark she just totally blindsided by that which is one of the things that comes up in future episodes as well yeah she's gonna leave that group and then um Oh, now that we've met Pope and the Reapers proper and learned their backstory as soldiers turned mercenaries, what is their mission in this apocalyptic landscape? What are they doing and why? She says their mission now is to survive at all costs. And I think they feel as part of their philosophy that they're in some ways chosen. Yeah. It's sort of like religious concepts gone to their most extreme. They're like locusts that will kind of burn through an area. And then once an area is no longer useful to them, they'll move on. But as long as this place in Meridian is good for them, they'll stay there indefinitely and hold on to it. So that tells me nothing except that they they survive and kill, like I was saying before, but, but they don't have any other bigger mission. Yeah. And maybe they Yeah,
5: they're kind of just bit to bit. Chosen
4: to survive. Is that what they think God has chosen them for? Or they're waiting for some other thing?
5: They're trying to find reason in a very random world.
4: <laughs> Aren't we all? And
5: it's not working so well. Yeah, I mean, fair play to them. <laughs>
4: Uh, And then last, I just found out today, Steven Yun is in another movie. It's getting good reviews. It's called The Humans. It premiered at the Toronto Film Festival uh, this week, yesterday as I'm recording this. It stars Beanie Feldstein. Oh, I love her. Yeah. And Steven Yun plays her boyfriend. And it's a real-time depiction of Thanksgiving, I think, at her house. I didn't read that much about it because I don't want to be spoiled. But one review called it The Thanksgiving from Hell. And it's based on a one-act play by the writer-director Stephen Karam. He wrote the play and also Mm. the movie and directed the movie. And Vanity Fair said, With the humans, a brilliant play becomes a frighteningly resonant film. So I'm excited about that.
5: It seems like it's had pretty rave reviews so far. Yeah.
4: And Mm. I saw another article where Stephen Young talked about how after, after the Walking Dead heat, purposefully chose roles that weren't too much like Glenn and he doesn't want to be put in a box and I've said it before but I think that's been serving him really well he's been doing such such some really interesting movies
5: I can understand that and yeah he's made some great choices I love like there's a certain kind of niche of actors like I think Daniel Radcliffe does it well as well where they make Crazy, not crazy choices, but they make eccentric choices that really pay off for them. And I think Stephen Yun fits into that mold as well.
4: Yeah, and it's it's scary, I imagine, for an actor because you have this part that you become known for, and people want to hire you to play the same kind of thing. And as an actor, you never know when it's all going to be over. So you're probably tempted to take those jobs. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a risky thing to do to turn those down in favor of some different things. And I would guess probably for more, most actors, it doesn't work out. You know, we just hear about the ones yeah. like Daniel Radcliffe and so far Stephen Young where, where it did. But mm-hmm.
1: uh, exactly. if it does
4: work out, it's probably best for them.
5: I would really love to see Stephen Yeun just do some like a comedy at some point because yeah. he he was a big improv guy and did a lot of sort of comedy acting and stuff on the improv circuit and I would just love to see him do that but I think sometimes you have to buy favor before you can go off and do something like that so maybe that's coming in the future it'd be nice it'd be to see great. him do something silly
4: I remember when we had him on the podcast and I said well now that you know walking dead's become such a huge hit and you're like this big star are you kind of, uh, you know, has it affected your personality? And he's like, yeah, I'm just a huge dick now. <laughs> 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 Which I <thought> was hilarious. <laughs>
5: oh, I love that. It's so great. <laughs> All
4: right. That is it for the news. Let's move on to listener moans, groans and grunts.
5: Maria Lawson says, oh, yay. Another cult leader. <laughs> I roll emoji. Pope was even talking in very Negan-like cadence, so this just gives me the feeling of been there, done that. Hoping these guys last as long as the termites and we can get to what is happening at the Commonwealth. Yes, Maria! Yep. Well said.
4: Alicia Stout says, I had a very difficult time staying awake and interested in this episode. I'm getting a little tired (laughs) of the same old plot lines, and if it wasn't for the show ending and having time invested in it, I probably would no longer care. Sigh.
5: (sighs) Fair fair. Gemma Hall says I'm not really interested in these guys they seem like a combination of the wolves and original Negan to me I really hope they wrap this up quickly so Daryl can get back to Connie I was kind of surprised Leah was a reaper but not really. I just don't really care my concern for the episode was where is dog and i hope he's okay well jemmy he's okay but he's a little traitor and he's in the doghouse yeah for me, he's a
4: bad doggy uh, <laughs> he's a bad dog dante howard says a character's love interest joins up with a masked antagonistic group character is abducted tied to a chair and interrogated i fear we've seen this somewhere before
5: <laughs> touché dante mm-hmm. touché sure. and it was the same effect
4: in fear they seemed creepy while they were masked and then totally not.
5: uh, Yeah. Then you're like, Oh, it's Roland or whatever that dude's name was. Rolly. Rolly. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, That's a bit of knowledge taking up space in my brain. Um, (laughs) Brett Swain says, the worst episode of the series. How did that reaper not see Daryl's shadow? Frustrating as a viewer to watch crap like that. They continue to force Leah and Daryl. All Leah is is a cheap copy of Carol, who looks like an older <laughs> version of Beth. Meow. Oh, burn, were. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Bradley America says, all I have ever wanted from The Walking Dead was an easy street callback. Just at some point have Daryl muttering the song to himself (laughs) while he arrows a bunch of zombies or does some other unrelated thing. They put Daryl in a cell by himself just like in the Savior Compound and not once did he hum Easy Street to himself. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome if he started humming it right then.
5: That'd be the best.
1: (laughs) because
5: so <laughs> the world yeah it's yeah okay yeah bradley agree um kirsty christy sorry every time christy coppage says dog is okay purple heart is he christy is he? uh thank goodness not my favorite episode so far this season hopefully next week will be better still love daryl and really missing rick these days you guys are the best. And how about that series finale party? Still gonna have one? You totally should. A safe, covid-free environment with kind and respectful people. Maybe, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping that too, Christy. I've I've banked my trip to America for that, so.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I she she said she's going to keep bringing this up until we answer. And I think early on in the podcast I had mentioned, "Hey, we should do a finale party when this whole thing is over." Now that it's coming closer to it, I'm feeling like it's it would be kind of an undertaking and it would be fun, though. So I feel like if that's going to happen, I'm going to want some help. Like if somebody would just like set that all up, I will show up.
5: (laughs) that moved from I need some help to you are just gonna do it for me and I'll like rock up if I feel like (laughs) (laughs) it
4: like we need you know a place uh we need to know how many people are gonna be there and um a place where we're we're allowed to have a screening and you know uh, where people can set up accommodations and all of that kind of thing and I don't know I just don't know if I'm up for planning all of that right now I would help but um if everybody, if people want to help me make that happen and yeah, like by help, I mean really help then I would be involved. I would be interested in, in helping with it, but I, I don't know if I'm going to just be the, make it happen. I mean, I, yeah, you know, I'm trying to figure out why I'm kind of resistant. And I think one reason why is because back when we were, you know, at the peak of walking dead where we were getting about like five times more downloads than we are right now, Karen and Mm -hmm. I decided to plan a live podcast. And so we set it all up, rented out a theater and everything. And I think five people bought tickets and they ended up, we ended up canceling the theater and they just came over here to my place and watched us do the podcast live. So I'm sort of like, wow, that was a lot of work and it kind of petered out and I don't want to have that same kind of experience, you know? I mean, probably, to be honest, what's going to happen is people who are in the Patreon group will all meet somewhere. Maybe I'll just um, open that up to anybody else who wants to meet us or something like that. That might be cool.
5: I was going to say, if only we had a group of highly motivated, highly (laughs) enthusiastic and organized individuals who work as a community to run events, that would be so handy. But I mean, we don't have one, so I don't know why I said it. Um, I think we I think you're slightly in denial. That's my theory. I think we. I think we'll we'll get something going. Something will happen.
4: Yeah, Yeah. I'll I'll think about it. Yeah, we have. Y'all had a Game of Thrones one. Hmm.
5: Y'all had a Game of Thrones one.
4: No, I mean, I really do think that the Patreon group will have something for sure. Mm. I mean, we're meeting in October, um, just to hang out in Philadelphia. (sighs) I know. So, um, you bastards! I I would be shocked if they didn't do something for the finale too but i'm just as far as like doing something where we try to get a a bunch of more i mean that's why maybe uh, you know i don't know if they would be open to this because at this point the patreon group they're all like close friends and so uh you know somebody might have it at their house or something like that i don't know if Mm. if it would be kosher to say hey can i just put it out to the podcast and have anybody who wants to show up show up i don't know man i feel kind of weird even talking about all this stuff but um it would be is this
5: getting edited out or is this staying
4: i'm (laughs) yeah i mean i as far as i'm concerned or i i'm thinking about just explaining to christy what my thought process is so
5: Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a long way of saying, Christy, why don't you join the Patreon Yeah, basically. (laughs) It's like the longest, most convoluted cell of, have you ever joining the Patreon? uh,
4: Clearly, I need to do some more thinking on this because it would be awesome, Christy. It would be awesome to have a big finale party. And if I thought a lot of people would show up to it, um, then maybe I would be more inclined to plan something. So yeah, if you guys hearing me want to do that and you would show up to it then write in and let me know and then maybe i'll you know get off my butt and plan something
5: i'm coming so i'm just gonna turn up at your house with beer and be like hey (laughs) we're having a party (laughs) oh man um so mark nichols says i must admit i was not a huge fan of this episode this group seems like just another to try to take charge of daryl First, we had the guys in season four or five that claimed everything. Daryl acted like he wanted to be with them to survive. Then the saviors took him and tried to make him one of them. Now it's the Reapers. Hard to see Leah as always being part of this group. That seems like a stretch. Also, how could they track Daryl so well in the sudden change from night to day, but they can't track Negan and Maggie while dragging an injured Alden? Gabriel also was able to limp track one of them with no one else watching. But every time Daryl turned around, he was surrounded and not attacked. So many plot holes. Just so many plot holes.
4: I mean, I could see Leah being a part of this group just in that they were at war together in Afghanistan and then ended up in the same Mm. mercenary group. But then maybe, you know, maybe it was like, oh, a pope has decided we're this religious group now. I guess I guess that's cool. (laughs)
5: <laughs> yeah you know. we took a turn yeah. we went more extreme than i was expecting but here we are oh, well here we
4: are uh how i says bummer i didn't like this week's episode at all i'm just not interested in getting invested with the reapers or leah and pope at all leah and daryl have zero chemistry on screen and mm-hmm. i just don't care about where she ends up i hope not with our group pope is not captivating or interesting i completely zoned out during his rambles bold move to try and introduce another radicalized cult leader after Samantha Morton's portrayal of Alpha set the bar so high. Pope falls flat in comparison. The real world news are so full of crazy militant people at the moment, I really don't want to add fictional radicalized Christian war veterans to my life. I hope this whole story ends quickly and they don't stretch it too long and Daryl and Dog just get out and all the Reapers die or something.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what they've got written on the plot planning board. Daryl and Dog get out and Reapers Reapers die or something. something. (laughs) (laughs) Next Commonwealth. Um... Jess Baker says, hi, long time fan, first time commenter. Now don't get me wrong, I love me some Daryl Dixon, but I found this episode to be kind of be a yawn and disappointed Leah wasn't a one-off, weren't we all? (laughs) Uh, We watched Negan kill his wife and received no other flashbacks of anything of him and her through the years beside that one-off episode. I would have rather seen another episode about them before seeing Leah again. With this being the last season, I know they're basically doubling the episodes in this season, but I was looking forward to heading straight to the Commonwealth and covering all of that in this last season. I would rather go back to the season one to two time where the walkers seemed to be the only threat besides hunger, thirst and shelter. Fair play, Jess.
4: So she's saying she would rather that Negan's wife showed up to be a reaper.
5: <laughs> Lucille the <laughs> reaper. <laughs> Amazing.
4: Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I didn't think you said that. Thanks for writing in, by the way. It's cool. Danielle Dement-Yost says, I generally don't love episodes that aren't focused on our group, but this episode intrigued me. I definitely don't think Daryl has any interest in sticking around, but I do think he'll try to talk Leah into leaving with him. My biggest irritation right now is that we have no understanding of why the Reapers are ambushing Maggie's group in the woods in the first place. There has to be a reason. There's no value to just killing everyone. That was sort of the wolves thing, but they weren't around long, thank goodness. I hope we move through the Reaper storyline fairly quickly i like it but i don't want it to drag on and on there's also no real suspense since we know daryl has a spinoff coming yeah i feel like we need to know if we're going to have the reapers there's got to be some purpose that we learn about otherwise that's pretty lame in my opinion
1: Mm -hmm.
5: janet seidel says the reapers are bonkers daryl and dog run for your lives
4: becca Loeb says Loved it. Dark, very creepy. Thanks in large part to Richie Coster and some interesting twits and turns. (laughs) I mean, twists and turns. (laughs) While I was initially aghast with Daryl's betrayal of his family, I soon realized it was strategy to get the hell out alive. I guess she means frost. When Oh, or no, maybe talking about Maggie and Negan and uh, what's her name? He's like, it's all Negan, the skinny guy. He's (laughs) He's <laughs> the
5: skinny guy, the one that talks too he much. He does it. <laughs> he's
4: he's the culprit behind it all. Uh, when Pope spoke of the government and war bombs after the fall, I wondered if this was in reference to CRT or that ugly other nuclear bullshit going on in Shit Town. <laughs> Don't get bit, Jason and Lucy. Oh. Ger, arg.
5: <laughs> shit time.
4: I think it was oh, all about it. the initial like government bombings of c- cities early on in the mm. and yeah, like you said, Lucy, when um they were having people in the government just kill people to try to try to stop the infection or whatever.
5: It's almost like Carol was on the infection board of the government. Like, why don't we just kill the people who are infected? Boom. (laughs) Well done, Carol. you have been promoted. Uh, Angie Hill Reynolds says, why do the Reapers kill everyone they come across? I think Daryl will end up killing Leah because she will be attacking his group and he'll have to kill her to protect his family.
4: Yeah. Many are maybe. hoping for that. Tracy Kennedy says, Hope Daryl is acting here. Can't tell if this group appeals to him in a small way. Plus, there is his love interest. I thought Leah had red hair when she took off her mask. I thought she looked like Andrea. Yeah. Yeah. I don't sure think he's at all, it appeals to him at all. And I don't even know if he cares about Leah, although I would guess that he cares about her at least somewhat.
5: <laughs> <laughs> ryan holovich says something tells me that maggie and her group poked the bear first and don't think they're quite playing victim like they say they are
4: and claire lang redderer says hi jason and lucy hope you're both doing fantastic another great episode of the walking dead this week i feel like there are things i could nitpick about this episode and the scene so far but i just don't want to i trust where the show's going enough and just want to enjoy the ride it was really nice to see daryl off on his own for a spell he was shrewd and tough as nails, but what I liked best was the emotional connection he gave us. I thought he was really letting us see him honestly for the first time in a while. He's grown up so much, and I love seeing him with a layer or two peeled back. I think we'll continue to get more of that, and I'm excited. I think this is Daryl's story now. I'm a hopeless romantic, and I just want people to find love, even in the zombie apocalypse. Aww. Or maybe I should say especially in the zombie apocalypse. I was glad Leah turned out to be with the bad guys because I did not like her for Daryl. I didn't think that was where I yes. was going. Um, she says the villains were scarier behind their masks. However, unmasked, they seem much more authentic. They remind me of some crazy religious extremists that you'd actually find under some rock in America today. I especially like the character of Pope and the actor portraying him. He was chilling, compelling, and very watchable. He reminded me of a fear The Walking Dead villain, but executed with a little more subtlety and a lot more intelligence.
5: Mm, I think that's fair
4: you were saying last week that you thought father Gabriel was being inconsistent, praying then later saying, God's not here. It made sense to me though. There are many people who believe in God, but don't believe he is omnipresent and that he doesn't involve himself with man or man's affairs. This is a form of deism. It would be easy to see why someone like father Gabriel might come to a similar conclusion under these horrifying apocalyptic conditions. I am a deeply devoted Christian and have been a youth pastor for eight years I personally believe not only in God's existence, but also in his presence here on earth and in our lives. But I appreciate the walking dead asking these tough, legitimate questions. Like Mm -hmm. Father Gabriel, the graffiti on the subway wall also said, God's not here. Maybe reading that was the tipping point to make him actually believe that. Additionally written on the subway wall was the quote, if God exists, he will have to beg for my forgiveness. Those words were in fact found written on the wall of a jail cell in a World War II concentration camp. (gasps) Oh, I didn't know that. If God exists, why is there so much suffering in the world is an age-old question that has no satisfying answer, but is still an important question that demands scrutiny. Anyhow, that's my two cents about everything. Thanks for all the hard work, friends, and God bless.
5: Claire is so smart.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's great.
5: I'm always blown away by her analysis of things. That Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I really appreciate you writing in with that. That's not a perspective I'd thought about and really interesting context.
4: Yeah, thanks, Claire. Mm -hmm. All right. We got a handful of calls. Here is Penny Lennox.
5: Hey, Hey, Jason
6: and Lucy. This is Penny Lennox in Somerville, Massachusetts. I've written in before, but never called. So that's kind of fun and new. Uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about this week's episode and how the most horrible people all want Daryl to join their team, right? Like the governor wanted to recruit him and then oh, yeah. those horrible claimer people wanted to recruit him. And then Megan wanted to recruit him. And now the Reapers want to recruit him. It's kind of insulting as much as it is complimentary. It reminds me of this time when I interviewed for a job And every person I met was just a horrible, horrible person. And they kept saying to me, you would fit in here great. You're going to fit in great. And it was um, horrific. Anyway, I love the podcast. And I hope to call in again soon.
4: That's hilarious
6: that's
5: amazing am i a dirtbag am i a horrible person
4: i mean what it it makes sense for daryl for two reasons one he's so quiet that he's like this cypher that you can project everything onto Mm -hmm. yeah i'm sure he loves us and and two he's he knows what he's doing you know he's he's clearly um he's a capable person that you would want on your
1: team Mm -hmm.
5: yeah i think people are drawn to that that's what negan was always saying wasn't it um that's and that's why I think that's why
4: a lot of viewers like him, too. He's no nonsense and he can get shit done.
5: Those moments that really make you question your life where you're like, oh, no, we're not the same. <laughs> so
4: You'd really fit in here.
1: What? No. Um,
4: and I'm I lived in Somerville. I, I don't know if I knew you were there, Penny, but I used to I lived there just for a year when I was going to college at Emerson College. Great little town. Oh, all right. Here's Renee.
2: Renee. Hi Jason. Hi Lucy. This is Renee from Atlanta. Um, I was not happy with the episode. Mm-hmm. I, I do not like it mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. I do not like um they just another villain, just a whole other group. Um, it's redundant. We've done seen this time and time again. I feel like the this, this is the last season. They should be concentrating on just our people. Um uh, unless this group is leading us to Rick, then hey, I'm all, I'm all for it, but this is corny. Um, Darryl's girlfriend, he met in the cabin. She's with them. This is, I just, I'm not happy with this. I was really excited about the first episode, first two. But last week and this week, I just feel like they need to concentrate on Alexandria and then the Commonwealth. You know, just, they need to, they, this is, I do not, this, and then, a uh, 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 religious fanatics and some more, um, psycho people that's followers and it's like a cult. It seemed like a cult. And I mean, come on. I, I just I don't like it. But I want no. to tell you guys, um I don't know why I didn't mention it last week that I live in Fairburn and I actually live on the main street where The Walking Dead was the very first episode that um Rick was the, the very first episode when Rick was um got out the hospital and when he was looking for gas, the Texaco where he mm-hmm. went to go look for gas, I say like literally five minutes from there. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't mention it to you guys yesterday. And I'm not far from um, Noonan where they film. Yeah, I just wanted to throw mm-hmm. that in there. Okay, talk to That's you guys amazing. later. My I'm like super tired tonight. Super tired, so I may, I don't sound as as, as as enthusiastic as I normally do. It's just that I'm super tired. Okay, bye. You guys have a wonderful
4: week. <laughs> yeah, I hope you're oh. all right. Yeah, I thought uh, you really didn't
5: yeah. like this episode. <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head with the word redundant. Like, it yeah. is redundant. Yeah, I think that was the best way of summarizing it, Renee. I hope you feel better and get some good rest.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need to get some rest myself. Um, that's mm-hmm. cool that you live in that area. I wonder if you like go around in the filming sites and stuff like that. I would. I oh, that'd there. be fun. And last, we have Cindy from Columbus, Ohio.
3: Hi, this is Cindy from Columbus, Ohio, and oh, this I is just about wanted last to week's. leave a message about oh, so. The Walking Dead. Um, so far, I think this season's off to a great start. It's definitely a better show than the past few seasons, and it's making me love it again. I'm one of those die-hard fans. But I think that Maggie could be bad or has done something bad because she just gives off this vibe about her now. Maybe it's part of what she's gone through when she was out on the road and with the other communities. But I just feel like there's something there. And, of course, her and Negan would end up together because that's the most logical thing, I guess. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, I hope Alden doesn't die because for some reason I like his character and I'm not sure why. I actually thought him and Maggie might become a couple because I feel like she's yeah. been alone long enough and I don't understand why she thinks why she thought that her group that well this group would fare better do better against the reapers than her group that she was with before who they all killed you know I think it's only Maggie, Maggie, Negan, Alden, Daryl and Gabe left and we don't yeah. even know about Alden. Um, it's touch and go. You know I just think it the show is really really good and I It made me laugh when uh, I forget what Herschel said when they were eating the horse meat, but it sounded something <laughs> exactly like what Glenn would say. And it made yes. me laugh out loud. Anyway, um, I, thanks for the podcast. I really do appreciate it. All that you do, you and Lucy both and have a Aww. great week. Bye. Oh, What a lovely car. What a lovely
1: call.
4: I wonder if they did that on purpose. Had try to have herschel kind of channel glenn a little bit
5: oh i hope so i like when that happens they definitely do it with judith and michonne i think so yeah
4: yeah that's right yeah all right that is our show episode 442 thanks for listening everybody even though it wasn't our favorite episode it's always fun to talk about every time Yeah. If you want to give us a call, you can reach us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323.
5: You can email us at brains at podcastica.com.
4: Find us on the web at facebook.com slash podcastica.
5: And be sure to check out our other shows at podcastica.com.
4: Next episode, Walking Dead, season 11, episode 5, Out of the Ashes, where the guy who got burned... Jumps up. <laughs> Surprise!
1: That's Surprise, <I'm> fine. <laughs> uh,
4: I'm forged in the ashes in the fire. I'm rendition. <laughs> rendition. And does his rendition of Easy Street. It's going to be directed by Nick, Greg Nicotero, so maybe it'll be a Ooh. really good one. And I think I cool. saw in the preview there's some Commonwealth stuff. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
4: All right. That is our show.
5: Thanks for listening
4: don't get bit gala bear
5: i think we should repeat it (laughs)
4: let's do it all over again (laughs)